Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, which is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery, we're talking senior day and Kentucky's win over Florida and a bunch of fashion. That's how we're going to wrap up this podcast. we got to do fashion talk. But we'll start out. With the actual game, um, uh, the first half, the first half of the first half, actually I guess it was, what, the first 13 or 14 minutes, Kentucky played really, really well. And then Florida did a heck of a job to come back and take another halftime lead from Kentucky. What is this now? Four of the last five games Kentucky has trailed at half, correct? The last four, four in a row. I mean, they lost Reed. They blew out Auburn, which was like the kind of the dream matchup if you're without Reed Travis, the way they're constituted that, you know, Kentucky was going to be okay. Uh, but from there forward, uh, the last four games now, they've trailed at halftime. And uh, it was, I think, really good defense the rest of the way by Kentucky. Uh, Tyler Hero and P.J. Washington, like, kind of took over the game Mm -hmm. uh, in the second half. At one point, they were outscoring. I think it was like at the three-minute mark when there was a timeout. Uh, Hero and Washington were outscoring Florida like 19 to 16 or something along those lines. Yeah, in the second half, in the second half specifically. Yeah, you know, it was another one of those games, the second straight game where P.J. Washington just kind of went off in a stretch in the second half. He had 13 in the second half uh, at – Ole Miss on Tuesday night. He had 11 in the second second half uh, today. He finished with 15 points and nine rebounds in what was his de facto senior day as a sophomore. Uh, I would guess this was the last home game we'll see for Reed Travis. Probably, I mean, for well, definitely for Reed Travis. <laughs> yes. Uh, for PJ Washington, probably also for Tyler Hero and Kelton Johnson. Well, certainly Kelton Johnson and maybe Tyler Hero uh, and Tyler. Um, he also went kind of nuts in the second half. He had 16 points, I think. He ended up with in the second half. Are you looking uh, for specifically here? Uh, no, Tyler here had twelve in the second half. Yes. Uh, so so PJ um, PJ Washington and uh, Tyler Hero combined for twenty three points in the second half. That's really impressive. Um, and and Hero was had some beautiful uh, attacks where he was driving and pulling up, driving, hitting these kind of weird looking but beautifully finished uh, floaters. Like the 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 get off was strange, but they were they dropped right through Ooh. the heart of the net, high arcing. Uh, one or two of those were to beat the shot clock. P.J. Washington had a spin-around, fadeaway baseline jumper that mm-hmm. was pure uh, straight through the net to beat the shot clock. Um, this was another game where P.J. had a stretch. I, I tweeted at one point, uh, P.J. Washington has four points, four rebounds, zero fouls. Time for him to get very, very aggressive. And, like, right on cue, he went driving, you know, the face-up that we saw at Ole Miss, face-up driving bucket, uh, post-up junk hook. Uh, powered up through contact for an and one, like all in the span of two minutes. And that's where Kentucky started to stretch it out. Uh, They got up by as many as 12 with about six minutes to go. Uh, Win the game 66 to 57. Um, Down one and a half, uh, outscoring by 10 in the second half. That was, um, you know, 57 points for Florida. Kentucky's on a roll with that. We were talking, some of us were talking before the player interview started just off to the side about, Mike White, for the second time of playing Kentucky this season afterwards, just raved about their defense. Yes. And went on and on about how maybe they're the best defensive team in the country. 
that they're certainly elite defensively. And I think some of us who've watched them all year, maybe many of us, have are judging them too harshly now because we've seen them maybe play better defense than this overall or better 40 minutes of defense. But, I mean, in winning time, Kentucky has pretty well locked people down yes. more often uh, than not. I mean, Tennessee notwithstanding, this is – this defense has been pretty ridiculous. Yeah, they've been really good overall. And it felt like, um, you know, the words that Kenny Payne used before this game, because he talked to the media before the game instead of John Calipari, who was in a meeting or something along those lines. I don't know what he was doing. He walked through in the middle of Kenny Payne's press conference, but that's neither here nor there. We refer to talk to Kenny Payne because Kenny Payne gives us quality stuff. But Payne was talking about being the aggressor specifically on defense, and that's what they want Ashton Higgins to do, and that's what they want Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson to do. And I felt like they did a better job of that um, today. You know, they didn't turn um, Florida over a ton, though, necessarily. Like six, that, I think. Yeah, just six turnovers. So it wasn't that they were doing that, but they played such great defense that not getting the turnovers wasn't that big a deal because they made Florida take really, really tough shots. Yeah, I mean, and it really none of the numbers jump out at you other than the three-point percentage three for 18 Mike White said like you know I'm not gonna sit here and say we missed a bunch of wide open threes we missed a bunch of contested threes yeah and you know that's that was an early part of the season thing for Kentucky are they a bad three-point defense it turns out they've not they're they're, they're not they've been actually pretty good uh defending the three-point line um I was trying to look up here I can't remember what the uh what was Ole Miss total final points yeah I have no idea I, I cannot do remember. not remember those things uh, at but, all you know they held Missouri to 58, Auburn to 53, uh, South Carolina to 58 or 48, uh, at Florida in the first meeting 54, Vanderbilt 52, Kansas to I think their second fewest points 63, at Auburn uh, that was a shootout. I'm sorry the uh, the first Mississippi State game held them to 55. Um, you know I think they've got five or six teams in the league now that they've held to their season low in points. Ole Miss uh, scored 76. Yeah, I knew that was. A much more high-scoring game. I just wanted to double-check, but I, you know, um, I guess my point is I think maybe we're judging this team too harshly, and that when with outsiders and opposing coaches look at Kentucky, they see a really, really good defensive team, and I, I think especially in key moments, like I, this team still certainly struggles with lapses in focus. Yes, but it feels like when most often when Kentucky feels like its back is against the wall, all those guys lock down, yes. and because they all can defend. Uh, when they all decide to defend, it's uh, pretty suffocating. I mean, Kelton Johnson, Tyler Hero has you know been really opportunistic uh, getting steals. Cal said he didn't defend in the first half. Certainly did in the second. Ashton Hagen's bothering the ball. Um, so that was the one thing I meant to mention right off the top. They had basically four guys won them the game. P.J. Washington, Kelton Johnson, Tyler Hero, and Ashton Hagen's all had 14 or more points. Uh, and so they combined for 40, 50, 59 points. So by themselves, those four players outscored Florida 59 to 57. And they only got – that's a good thing because they only got seven points from their backups. Yeah. Um, not a great day for Nick Richards. No. Nope. Uh, Decent day defensively for E.J. Montgomery, yep. but Cal expressed frustration. Uh, what did he say? He said that you're – did he say you're embarrassing us? I don't or, I forget the exact wording, but it was something to that, you know, he kind of implied that. Because we're like, dude, we're giving you easy shots. We're getting right. you easy shots on offense, and you're just missing them. Like, yeah, he was scoreless in 28, minute, uh, 28 minutes today. Uh, started the game, played 28 minutes, no points. But he did have seven rebounds, four offensive rebounds. He blocked a shot. He had a steal. Yeah. Like, he gave them something. Um, but 
I do think we saw underscored again today how much they need Reed Travis if they're going to uh, win a national title. Like Kentucky can, you know, maybe win the SEC tournament yeah, next week. They can maybe make a uh, a run in the NCAA tournament. But I find it very difficult to believe that without Reed Travis. Kentucky can win a national title. As we mentioned, four straight games now they've trailed at halftime, and, and a lot of that is um, some of the issues they've had in the post. I mean, look, Cavarius uh, Hayes for Florida, their center, was 8 of 9 from the field. Yeah. He had 19 points. He kind of had his way in there, and that's, yeah. you know, that's something that he does. I, I would almost guarantee that doesn't happen if Reed Travis is down there. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about the implications of this game and another game that happened earlier today. But I do want to wrap it with this because since we don't get to talk to you guys after we do the Friday press conference, to Kyle's point, I thought P.J. Washington had a kind of great synopsis of the whole situation. He goes, we're a good team without Reed. We're a great team with Reed. Yes. And that's that's basically what this boils down to. And you know, Cal Perry kind of said he would. What did he say? He said he would do backflips when Reed comes if when Reed comes back. Yeah, and I he's think he's being. He, I mean, he's not. I don't think he's being intentionally. Well, no, he is being intentionally dodgy because he's not going to put anything out there. Um, but I, the way PJ talks, I feel like everyone, the players, anticipate getting Reed back. Am I reading it similar to yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I think Cal probably freaked some people out with the way he phrased that today, though. Yeah, you know, I know. If he I plays, agree. I'll do backflips. If not, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think the universal reaction when I tweeted that quote was people going like, oh, crap, is he not going to play at all? I do think he plays in the NCAA tournament. I agree. I am now pretty skeptical that he will play or play any significant amount in the SEC tournament. I, like, I kind of think he might not. Um, and so, But I don't, think, I don't think this is a deal where he's not going to play anymore this season. Yeah, because this obviously would mean a lot to him. Um, but I, before we get on to our next topic, I do want to tell you guys about Buffalo Trace Distillery, the world's most award-winning distillery. You can see 200 years of bourbon-making history in action, smell the mash cooking, touch the charred oak barrels, aging in century-old warehouses, hear the tales of bourbon legends, and taste award-winning spirits at America's oldest continually operating distillery. Experience a tour for every taste. Buffalo Trace Distillery offers six unique complimentary tours seven days a week, year-round. So you can always go and check it out. Visit the world's bourbon destination, Buffalo Trace Distillery. To learn more about the distillery's history and spirits, visit buffalotracedistillery.com. Mention that you heard about Buffalo Trace Distillery on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, and you get $10, 10% off merchandise at the gift shop. Go go visit Buffalo Trace Distillery and buffalotracedistillery.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tennessee fell today to... Auburn, and this means that Kentucky is locked into the two seed. We are recording before LSU plays, but it doesn't matter. In theory, Kentucky could share uh, the SEC regular season championship if LSU loses to Vandy, but the outcome of the seeding is already determined at the top three. Yeah, and at Kentucky, I don't think there's a lot of parties thrown for uh, conference championships. I mean, it would uh, certainly it would be an achievement for these guys. It would be a three. If you're listening to this and LSU lost, it's a three-way tie for first place with LSU, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Uh, but no matter the outcome of that LSU game, once Tennessee lost, based on the tiebreaker scenarios, Kentucky locked into the two-seed in the SEC tournament. And the funniest part of that was Cal saying, the thing that I thank the players for the most about that after the game was we got the earlier game. And so Kentucky will play the 7 p.m. game, roughly uh, 6 p.m. Central Time in Nashville on Friday night. Um and I believe the options are Ole Miss or Florida. 
for them to play against. I got no idea. I believe unless whoever whoever those teams play, uh, some other things have to shake out. By the time people listen to this, the freaking bracket's going to be set. So, uh, regardless, there's a good chance Kentucky plays a team they just played this week again in the first game of the SEC tournament. Um, but I, I I do think Cal and everyone should be much happier about not having to play that late game. Because yes. if the first game goes late, then you really you know you're tipping off even later. Um, you know, if you're, it's not as bad on Central Time in person. But if you're watching at home, you might be uh, watching a game tip off at ten o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, nobody wants that. Makes for a long, uh, kind of a long weekend. Gets you behind the eight ball sleep wise, and then you know you turn around and you play an early afternoon championship game if you make it that far on Sunday. So uh, I think they love having the early game. Kentucky finished the season twenty six and five, uh, fifteen and three in the league. Um, that's a pretty good year for a team that got rocked on the first night of the season. I mean, they get blown out by Duke. They come back the rest of the way over the final 30 games. They won 26 times. They lost three games in the last second, and they had one truly bad performance, which was uh, on the road against a top-five team without one of their most important players. So uh, I think I really I assess it as a very good regular season for Kentucky. Um, and a, I agree. And a, and a strong recovery from one, the opening night disaster, and two, I mean, they've had to kind of, kind of grind it out these last five games without Reed Travis. I mean, that's a pretty big blow to be dealt late in the season. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and, and you know, the other thing to keep an eye on implications going forward is the fact that Tennessee losing now, Kentucky might have a clear shot at the one seed. Well, Tennessee's, I would think, out of a one seed after right. losing that Auburn game. And, some, and, 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 and certainly assuming and, that they don't, you know, win the, win the, the, the SEC tournament. Um, Somebody has to get a one seed. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's, it gets murky. Like, you know, I think it's hard for Kentucky fans now to know what to root for. Like, yep. do you root for them to just run the table and get the one seed? But that might not be the one seed in the south or, you know uh, – uh, it's a couple things. Well, I mean, like, ACC, because Tennessee now is probably like I think Kentucky and Tennessee right now are both two seeds, like right now. But who's the fourth one seed right Maybe now? Maybe Kentucky's then? a one. I don't know. Well, no, I mean like like yeah, I don't mind. know. I, I don't know. Yeah, Gonzaga, Virginia, right? Right. Like, Duke those is kind of falling out of Duke it, especially or, if they, Duke or North Carolina. You don't. Th- there's no way three ACC teams get one seeds just because they're going right. to be playing each other. So someone else has to get that one seed, and I don't even know who would be a candidate at this point outside of either Tennessee or Kentucky. Yeah, Michigan and Michigan State are probably in that mix. Mm, I um, don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, you make a good point. I, I think it certainly what helps I do. Kentucky's cause in terms of a one seed anyway that Tennessee lost. Yeah, so uh, – and, and you know, being that two seed – it, uh, there's no, I guess you get to wear your home uniforms in that game in the semifinal, um, but yeah, the, yeah, you, there's there's no there's no really other meaning than yeah, that. Yeah, just you get the earlier game the night before. Yeah. Tennessee's going to have to play the late game, play on a shorter amount of rest, not by a wide margin. Um, but you know, I, maybe two. Like you just you go well, you know, if you're looking at one two seeds in the NCAA tournament and uh, look where they finished in their own conference. Uh, they split meetings, but only one of those teams lost with a, at uh, at full strength, and that yeah. was Tennessee. I don't know. It's going to be it's Selection Sunday will be very interesting as it goes for the SEC. The other thing we haven't talked a lot about in terms of that is 
like what a spectacle next week is going to be for LSU. Yes. Today uh, they announced that they are uh, sitting out Javante Smart, the player who is allegedly named in that wiretap that got Will Wade suspended, the coach. I mean, he's the player being discussed as being purchased. You know, that was an assumption before, but I would say, you know, they used the name Smart, not the first name, but they said the name Smart. Any reasonable person would assume it's the guy that they just signed that, whose name is Javante Smart, but I think there's no question that LSU believes that to be the case mm-hmm. now that Javante Smart has been uh, is being sat out, and I assume they'll sit him maybe through the conference tournament. But if they're without Will Wade and they're without Javante Smart, one – how how far are they going to go in the well, SEC that's I, tournament? That's what I was going to get at. You know, Calipari's already laying the foundation for his annual rant about how the Sunday SEC tournament doesn't matter and da 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 da, and they're going to be in the hardest bracket and all that. But I think this year, the game on Sunday won't matter because LSU won't be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, maybe they rally around this controversy, but I, you know, LSU has won a gazillion close games. Right? They're a, they're like a really tenuous. SEC champion. I mean, like two two or three balls bounce the other way, or they call, you know, it's basket interference thing. that should have been called in Rupp Arena, and they're not the league champion anyway. I mean, they're they are very. I think they've won six overtime games, uh, several like last possession games. So I have felt like like I, I don't take anything away from LSU. I've thought they were. I mean, I've said to you, I thought they were outside of Kentucky on paper the second most talented team in the league, all that. But they've like they've been kind of like scraping by by the skin of their teeth in a lot of these games, even at full strength, even before the distraction. So with the distraction, with these guys missing, it's it would really surprise me if LSU does get to the title game. But, you know, what kind of spectacle are we going to see around A big them? one. I mean, they're going to have to answer. Will Wade won't be there. I think that takes at least one away. But you know everybody else there is going to be asked about it, and whoever the, you know, the interim coach is going to be asked about it all week long. Yes. And then whatever they do next week, as an NCAA tournament committee, what do you do with LSU? I don't know. Like We'll get into that you know, this that, week. That's we'll going to be really interesting for me to see. Yeah, of course. Should, I mean, you could make an argument, a pretty strong one, that LSU should decline the NCAA invitation because, like, Whatever they do, there's a good chance it's going to be wiped out of the record books sooner or later, and you're taking a bid from somebody else. Uh, you're going to be, again, on a, more on a national stage. You're going to be a spectacle with all your players and coaches having to ask on a national platform at, na- at the huge podiums and those major press conferences carried across the country about this scandalous thing. I mean, nothing positive comes. Even if you get on a run and go to the Final Four, it's, a, like, it's an embarrassing thing. Like, if you go to the Final Four with everybody knowing that or believing that you cheated to get there, it, like, even going to the Final Four is bad press for your school. Yeah. I will end this segment because up, coming up next, we've got to talk about how UK players hate vacation and fashion. Um, but Perry Stevenson, former Kentucky player and uh, native Louisiana in, had a tweet today. <laughs> Louisiana in. Had a tweet today. And he said they will now be known as the Buy You Bangles. <laughs> Did he steal that from somebody else? I think so, but I I'm going to give a, That's a high level joke. I'm going to give what? You don't think Perry Stevenson is capable of I'm high level saying, jokes? I'm just saying, like, that feels like. No, he did. That, he did. That feels like a joke that's probably been out there from a bunch of yes. various comedians. He, he, um, he did say someone else came up with it, but he, I saw his tweet. Buy You Bangles is a very. I mean, that's like. I mean, that is one of the all time yes. great digs. To, yes. Like, if you're, you know, one of their rivals, that's a great. 
great dig. All right. Um, now it's time to tell you guys about Burt Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agricultural project, go direct to where it's made. That's Burt Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors, plus galvalum and economy grade, and they got all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859 485 1928 or check out birchsheetmetal.com that's b-u-r-c-h sheetmetal.com they've also got bubble insulation permafelt sliding door door track and aluminum frame rails birch sheet metal is located in walton kentucky give them a call today 859-485-1928 or check out birchsheetmetal.com don't pay lumberyard prices for metal go direct to where it's made this is locked on kentucky your team every day John Calipari revealed today that he said that the players could go home and visit with family, but they all said, no, we love you, Coach, more than our families, and we're going to stay around Lexington. Because it is spring break. Yep. Not to, to just to kind of dis- to squelch that notion that, you guys don't even go to class. <laughs> I could just leave right. and go. Right. No. Um, it's, it's spring, spring break. break. So they, they had that option, but uh, he, who do I forget all the guys he named, PJ Washington, Tyler Hero, and a couple others, basically like, no, we want to stay around here and work. And some families are in town, so they're still getting family time, but it's just in Lexington. Yeah, and PJ, PJ Washington simplified it. He said, I just didn't feel like getting on that long flight. You know, he's like got to fly to Las Vegas where his family lives. Uh, you know, his dad has been living here closer to uh, Lexington and uh, Elizabethtown to be near him this season. Uh, his mom and it looked like his brother were here today. All the families were in town. Um, but PJ said, like, uh, he had a great line. He said, uh, you know, we just – it just felt like the right thing to do to stay here and stay at work, you know, keep working. They're going to, they're going to take a little break. I think Cal said, you know, Cal's big point was I want them fresh. I want their minds fresh, their bodies fresh. They need to take a couple of my, a couple of days and reset. He mentioned that like every year when he sends his guys home, gives them probably a longer break than a lot of coaches do. Mm-hmm. And they always have a game right after it. Like they fly back in and they're playing some, you know, sometimes it's Louisville or whoever, um, he said, you know, as you guys know, my teams always smash people after they come back from that because you get a little mental break. Um, but PJ said they can get that here and they can stay close to each other, stay connected, keep working. He said once he said, I don't want to go home, everybody else kind of followed suit. And I think that's kind of significant. And the other thing he said was we're trying to win the whole thing so we can rest when we're done with that. That's a good and line. I'm sure Kentucky – Fans will love to know that he had that to say about it. All right, we got a wrap with fashion talk. Um, Tyler Hero had a heck of an outfit on, Kyle. I'll let you attempt to describe um, what it was. They were like, they were, I'll, I'll give the shoes. They were neon green Nikes, right? I think they were neon, neon green or yellow. Green-ish. I have like a tent on this photo. I that, did it out. That, yeah, that, yeah, but everybody knows the color we're talking right. about. That neon green, yellow. Black uh, skinny jeans that were high waters, I assume intentionally. I mean, they're significantly high waters. Does on he have him. a cool ankle tattoo like his nah, favorite assistant coach? White socks. And then like a, it looked like a silky type of shirt that is black and I think has flowers all over it. Yes, yes. I'm zooming in, and it has uh, yellow, white, and red flowers, uh, like little, uh, I don't know, what do you call them, azaleas? Sure. Little flowers all over his shirt. And P.J. Washington gave us the analysis on that look. He said, oh, that's drippy. And uh, Kent Spencer a uh, Louisville television guy, friend of mine, not real cool. Not at all. Uh, had to 
asked for a definition. As we all know, Curtis and I are up on all the trends and fashions, all the catchphrases. Yes. I mean, we knew all about I'm a bucket. Every, you know, we, 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 this were, we were all This podcast is a it. bucket. This podcast is a bucket. We know what drippy means, but uh, Kent Spencer needed an expla- explanation, and mm-hmm. DJ let him know that the kids say drippy these days when they mean that's really fashionable. Like, yes. You look good. You look sharp. Uh, so he was drippy. And uh, you know you you gotta really you gotta really feel, as the kids say, some type of way mm-hmm. about yourself, some confidence to yeah. walk out in high water pants that are fitting very tight and uh, a silk shirt covered in and uh, flowers. He's and got the two stripes back stripes shaved. shaved in the side of his head. Yep. Tyler Hero and I go to the same barber. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero, his fit was nice. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cuts. Yep. That's the barber, Mr. Cuts. Very, very... M-I-S-T-E-R, Cuts. Very fashionable. He had, you know, as um, the... And now I can't think of the Atlanta trio of rappers. Mingos. Mingos? Migos. Migos. <laughs> Mingos. I was given the French pronunciation. <laughs> the Spanish pronunciation. Um, you know, that's that Ric Flair drip. Yep. White boy Ric Flair drip. True, yep. true. And then the other fashion note that we got to get to, the fashion icon, the one, the only, B-Rad Calipari. <laughs> B-Sizzle. B-Sizzle, the Twitch master. <laughs> Twitch is an online streaming app for video uh, games. I didn't actually insult him there. He wore a shirt today. He made it himself, according to sources. And it is. it says, Thanos... Travis, and if you're unaware of who Thanos is, he is the supervillain in the Avengers movies from the Marvel comic series. And the A in Thanos and the A in Travis uh, are both the A, the Avengers A. Yes, and it is Thanos, supervillain's body, and Reed Travis's head, mm-hmm. and it is very intimidating. And yeah, they call him Thanos because he's a muscled up freak. I mean, he looks like a cartoon character. Yes, it's very accurate. I mean, I I, I think that is that is. Uh, actually Thanos that might actually just be Reed Travis in, in <laughs> yeah. costume yeah exactly 100% yeah, I sure. tweeted the other day that he looks like a, or wrote in a story that he looks like a he's wearing one of those puffy muscle costumes yes. Reed Travis is like because they've had so many young guys especially like Reed Travis is built very unusually for a Kentucky basketball in the John Calipari era very very true like a so, bodybuilder uh, that's I think I wonder if the, there's anything on the back of Brad's shirt I, I he I had a jacket. He had his leather jacket on. I, I bet ha- he had some cool slogan well, on the back. Well, if you watch, I'll be posting these videos t- uh, later tonight. Uh, PJ Washington said there is something on the back. I'm trying trying to get confirmation on what exactly is on the back. Checking with all our sources. Uh, you know, talking to people, hitting the pavement. Seems like his teammates were really uncomfortable with addressing the uh, idea of what might have been on the back of that yes. T-shirt. So I'll wonder what what it could have been. Well, we might try to try to get into that. Um, and try to figure that out on the next edition of the podcast, and that's why you got to subscribe because you got to get all the podcasts straight to your phone, um, and also follow along with all our social because we got I got the interviews, Kyle's got the right, and you can follow me at Curtis Birch B U R C H. I'm at Kyle Tucker underscore A T H. Follow along at Locked On UK on Twitter. I just retweeted my tweet of Brad Calipari shirt, so you can find that quickly on the show's timeline. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Thanks to Buffalo Trace and Bird Sheet Metal. Be sure to 
visit Buffalo Trace Distillery and buffalotracedistillery.com and birchsheetmetal.com. Please, as I said, rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy. We got to get out of here because the KHSA Sweet 16 is coming in and we got to be out by 6 and it's, it is 5.57. We have three minutes, Kyle. Goodbye, everybody. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here.